0: Hi, welcome to our We Are PR podcast. I am Yasmin Triana, head of PR at Rooster, and I'll be your host today. Today, we are looking into International Women's Day, and we're really excited to have a guest with us today, Ngozi Imagi. She is the global PR and media leader at MS Amlin and recently appointed committee member of um, women in pr congratulations thank you hello (laughs) nice to be here thanks very much for coming in so what are your thoughts on the missions this year and how do you think international women's day impacts kind of the world of pr
1: the missions are great and i think we were having a conversation about the fact that one of the missions this year is about calling out gains and i think that's really important to highlight because i think because of all the conversation um, around International Women's Day and the introduction of things like the gender pay gap, I think organisations have been forced into into action, and I think that's why we can now look at look back over the last few years and, and kind of recognise the gains that that have been made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's really important. It definitely signifies an important step.
0: I think one of the one of the key issues was the first thing that came to mind is in PR specifically the lack of female senior roles so I've got some stats here that the PR industry is largely female dominated actually 67% of the industry are are women however only a very few of them are in senior roles so it's you know it's talked about a lot but do you feel it's women just don't want senior roles or is it that they don't get the opportunities or lack of leadership What, what do you think is is causing that oh I think it's a really complicated
1: issue Mm. to be fair because I think it it some of it is down to to women and some of it is down to organizations so I feel like Mm. the organizational piece over the last few years people organizations have been thinking more about how to support women coming back from maternity leave and how to support families i guess that are, that are raising kids and i think that's really important so flexible working for instance is huge yeah. but not just for women for men as well um because you know obviously a, a lot of the times there are two people within a household so although women are are still seen as i guess the primary caregivers mm. that's changing and men also need to be supported to kind of take those roles and, and help out within the organisation flexible working for them is also just as important as flexible working for women if we want to see that that change happen so I think that's huge and I think we're talking about coming back into work after maternity leave and thinking about support for women when they do that so I think return that becoming quite popular Mm. and i don't know whether whether you've you've heard about that but i've heard a lot of organizations kind of thinking about that so um support for women when they come back from you know maternity or whether they've had you know a long period of time outside of the work environment so that's really key as well because anyone who's had a baby will know that it's difficult coming back is really really hard yeah you've now got another person at home that you have to think about constantly so in a sense it's two two jobs that you've got on yeah. the go, so and we were
0: just talking about the fact that you know everyone when they come back from holiday talks about getting back into the swing of things, having just you know you take a, you take a week off your holiday, getting used to being on holiday, and then you spend you have another week off, and then you spend the rest of the time when you come back to work getting back used to work. So if you have you know six months off, seven months off, a year off, then that's in itself getting back into that work routine and that frame of mind can be really difficult the other part
1: I think is I think as women a lot of us are so quick to um we we're talking about the imposter syndrome before mm-hmm. and about how um a lot of us feel that if we are in senior roles or given promotions that we potentially don't deserve them or we were given them because of luck and things like that mm-hmm. um so I think a lot of it is about us having the confidence to kind of get out there and take those opportunities and and I think Sheryl Sandberg was the one who said don't leave before you leave because we were always we are also talking about planning families and yeah. um whether you whether that's a good thing whether that's a bad thing um so I think you know we have to kind of take control of our own destiny mm. and also you know be confident about taking those opportunities and, and putting our hands up when there are there are opportunities for stretch product projects and things like that mm. so um yeah, I think um, conversations with my husband is really, um, really interesting because we are very, very different people, and okay. um, so he he he'll say things like, "So, you know, this year, what do you think your salary is going to be?" And I'm like, "I wow. have absolutely no idea. Like, what, how would I know that?" He was like, "Well, how did your pay conversation go?" And I'd be like, I didn't have a pay conversation. And he was, I mean, the first time we had this conversation, he was just, his mind was blown. He was like, I don't understand how you go year on year and not try and negotiate your salary. Um, And for him, that was a huge thing. It was, I guess it was about showing that you're confident enough to do it, but also, I guess, for the organisation to understand that you value your, your own self and you value your own worth mm. and you value, you know, what you bring to the organisation. So for him, it was huge that, you know, that wasn't being done. And I, you know, went around and started speaking to all my friends and a lot of them, again, don't, don't do the same thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think I think there are things that we can kind of do to kind of get to where we need to get to and we...
0: Yeah, so, so we were talking about if there are currently limited women in senior roles, who do people who are progressing their career look to? What uh, role models do they have? Because it's it's kind of a chicken and egg situation, isn't yeah. it? If you don't know, okay, I, I do want to have a family, uh, but I also want to have a senior you know position and I want to be a leader in this industry, but I, can't, I haven't seen anyone else do it, so what, what do I do? It's, you know, I, I suppose there's committees such as the Women in PR that definitely can help for that.
1: Definitely. And they have a mentorship, they have a mentorship scheme, which is a few years old now. And that's mm. great because it does bring together a group of senior um, women in PR, mm. um, to be role models and to be mentors for the for the group of mentees so that's fantastic and you can see that there are people like you who are in those roles that you're aspiring to so i think that's that's great i also think looking outside the industry um is a good thing Mm. um because there are other industries where there are senior women that's true who are you know doing really well, saying really great things, doing really great things. Mm. So I I don't think that role models should necessarily just be within the PR industry. I I also don't think that they necessarily need to be women. I think that you can look at males as role models as well. Mm. And I know that I've had a few males in my career um, that I've seen as as role models. And it might be, you know, the way they handle themselves in meetings, or it might just be how they manage the home, the work-life balance, because I don't think that, I think things are changing and I think men are really taking ownership of you know home home life as well so Mm. I I think you know you can look for for role models everywhere
0: that's a really good point I had a a director in a past life who had it felt like a hundred (laughs) children shout out to Mike <laughs> um, yeah i always thought i don't know how you do it <laughs> yeah um and we have at rooster we have james brooke who's our managing director he has three young children all boys and yes yeah, it's, it's absolutely right i actually it hadn't occurred to me to to think of it like that but i suppose i've always seen them as role models I've, and and as you say it's not necessarily all about children not all women want to have families and the it's it's exactly the same You you know learning how to progress to the next level's you need those role models in in different areas definitely you know there, there are there are so many articles on the likes of forbes talking about female entrepreneurs and it, it went through a period of time where it's kind of trendy to talk about yeah. um and they're kind of scrabbling to find people to talk about which oh, really? you know yeah. if we're working in an agency we see all the requests they're just desperate to find female leaders to to interview yeah um, which in 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 a way is is it's great, but also it's sad that it takes that much yeah, kind of scrabbling. Definitely. But I like the fact that the demand from the media may actually help that because companies are starting to definitely. see, okay, you know, yeah. women have something to give and yes. have have something to say, and um, maybe they'd be looking looking to encourage that more within within their own companies. Yeah,
1: it's a conversation that started. I think a conversation about why there aren't women at at, you know senior levels in in different in different industries and I think that conversation hopefully will lead to to what I think already has led to some change but we'll continue to do that Mm.
0: so yeah so who who's inspired you in your in your progression oh goodness (laughs)
1: um gosh a lot of people I've been inspired by a lot of people but I guess close to home my mother oh <laughs> that's
0: just ahead of mother's day so yeah tactical. <laughs> no
1: she's she's definitely been a great inspiration so she had four children but um runs her own law firm oh, and wow. i've always felt like she was definitely massively involved in all of our lives probably to the point whereby you were like seriously like why why do you know everything that's going on <laughs> in each one of your kids lives and you always have an opinion and i mean but it's it, it it's great. Supermom. She's yeah, so definitely <laughs> Superman. So she has been a massive um, role model, I think, and and it's good to for me to have seen that someone can actually do both and have it all, because mm. she had a fantastic career, she had a family, and you know, so for me it was never an issue. I always knew that it was possible. So yeah, she's definitely one. Also, my old boss at Direct Line, I just she I I mean I always talk about how great she is like she was definitely a huge role model Jennifer Thomas and for me it was about how she went how she went about doing things so I always felt that she was the nicest and the most inspirational person but yet she was like a badass like she okay. was the yeah. the most like you wouldn't mess with Jennifer Thomas so I felt like just the way she was so approachable but yet respected mm. was was great and she always support i mean the support that she gave me and other women within the organization was fantastic she always had time for you she always had time to kind of listen to your i don't want to say issues but listen to you know you, you know problems that you had within the yeah. organization always willing to kind of help you progress so mm. for me she was she was amazing as well
0: do you feel like you can be an are role model to other women who are kind of aspiring to be a leader as well.
1: I hope so. Yeah. I guess for me, it would be about the importance, I guess, of setting your non-negotiables. And that, for me, is really important. And mm-hmm. that's definitely advice that I would give other people. At work, for instance, I always have to leave at a certain time so I can see my children in the evening. Very um, important. <laughs> very important. I don't mind going home and logging back on, but I definitely have to leave at a certain time. Sure. And also, I guess, non-negotiables for me are not just important at work, but they're also important at home. So I think my relationship with my husband has been massive in helping me with my career. So again, I'm going to quote Cheryl, Cheryl Sangberg and, and what she said about making sure that your partner is a real partner, because he definitely picks up the slack where I can't and vice versa. Okay. I feel like I have a well-rounded support network, both at work and, and at home. And I, and I think that that's definitely helped me so i hope that i can kind of give that advice to other people about not just you know selling those non-negotiables at work but also at home as well
0: i think i don't know whether or not this is reality or if this is just perception women feel that they have to work a 100 times harder yeah in order to, to progress because there's just a maybe it's an attitude thing or they've had previous bosses that you know didn't give them the time of day but then gave their male colleague at the time yeah. of day and yeah. it's those little experiences yeah. that make you feel like okay I have to work 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 yeah. until until I break definitely. and you know even here I, I can definitely say that my boss is is the opposite to that and is very supportive and has never expected that but I put it on yeah. myself and yeah. I'll work the late hours and I'll you know it was never asked of me and it's yeah. not expected of me but you have to you're kind of conditioned over ten years of that's the way it has to be in order to get ahead and then suddenly you have to remind yourself you need to have a life outside of work. Definitely. (laughs) Because you're never actually going to be very good at your job if you haven't got life experiences as well as your work experiences because how creative are you going to be and how much you're going to know about the world. No, definitely. Um, so I think I think that it's come a long way, but people perhaps who've been in the industry for 10, 20 years, they have already had those negative experiences that play a part today. Still, yeah, definitely, I'd say that was definitely true. We have some stats here that uh, Nat West did a study on imposter syndrome. That actually sixty percent of women have thought about setting up their own business, but held back because they're riddled with self doubt, and only one fifth of UK businesses are actually run by women. and Twenty eight percent of women are hindered from speaking up in a meeting because of imposter syndrome and twenty six percent have failed to change career or role because of it. That's they're huge numbers. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realise how
1: how mm. big it is, but
0: even us talking before the podcast, realising that a few things that I'm saying or a few things I've heard colleagues say, it's absolutely prevalent in yeah. so many women. What what do you think is causing you gosh that's a difficult one
1: i don't want to speak for all women but i think generally a lot of the women definitely a lot of the women i know i think we hold ourselves to really high standards Mm. and i think you know if we if we look at other men within the industry or other people within the industry we will look at their successes and we won't notice their failures and we will just think oh they are amazing at what they do but when we're thinking about ourselves, I feel like I'm again speaking for myself and a lot of other women that I know, sometimes obsess about the things that we do wrong and don't really forgive ourselves as easily as we should for them. So I think that can definitely play a part. And if you're constantly thinking about all the things that you did wrong and forgetting about, you know, your successes, then I think it can definitely weigh you down and you know make you feel that, you know, why am I here? Why am I being given these opportunities? Mm-hmm. I think within the PR industry, potentially it could be the fact that what we do is quite difficult to measure. I think PR teams generally, a lot of the times within organisations are having to explain what they do and explain how they add value. So I think if you're constantly having to do that, then potentially that could also weigh down, uh, weigh Absolutely. you down.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, um, I had a, a situation where I used to work in the car industry and I was there with my colleague who was junior to me and uh, someone came over and and asked him a question he said oh well, I'm not sure I'll ask ask my colleagues he kind of looked at me like why would I ask you you're obviously the wow. assistant or yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I want to know from you and he said why I don't you know she's my manager here yeah. What's... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, I've had situations where clients have completely overlooked me and said she obviously doesn't know what she's doing hasn't even given me a chance to say anything so you know even though at the time I'm outraged and you know I feel confident in my knowledge and my skills and my experience that has to subconsciously chip away at at you over the years no definitely definitely
1: And I think it's so funny how many men I've come across that can be you know that are quite flippant and say oh I can do PR it's oh. fine, they've never had an experience in it, but they can do PR, sure. and I think that there are definitely fewer women that would be in that situation who had never done, you know, a certain thing before and be, and be so okay. confident that they could do it. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think sometimes we're our own worst enemy with, with that, and I think we just have to kind of believe in ourselves i think i think there's also the point of we're talking about role models and i think even though i was saying you know i I think you need to kind of look outside the industry and not necessarily at women when you're looking at role models i think sometimes when you don't see women in very senior roles within your industry or outside Mm -hmm. um then it you can you know i think sometimes that might weigh on your confidence as mm. well can I do it if the, if there aren't many women that are doing it can I do it as well mm. and will my face fit within this organization or you know yeah that kind of thing so yeah. I think that's also that that also has to be an issue
0: yeah she says something really interesting um Katie Leeson about you know what when you picture managing director for example what do you picture and it's white male in his 50s and if you google in unsplash or um any kind of image search managing director it will it will be men in gray suits brilliant <laughs> that's that's what that is why oh. i don't i think it's it's a culture thing Definitely. it's perception obviously there's going to be imposter syndrome it's Definitely. just just the way it's been conditioned but i do feel like even the fact that people are talking talking about it now and recognizing in each other if you can see it happening in, with a colleague call it out and say you're amazing definitely you're you look yeah. at your achievements remember you've done this this and this because yeah. a lot of the time you forget your own achievements yeah do you know i've started else. to write them down oh,
1: that's a good <laughs> <tool>. <laughs> because i feel like i was definitely guilty of imposter syndrome but i think anytime that i feel like i'm in a situation where i've done something really well and I'm like yay me I'll write it down and then refer back to it if I ever feel like you know if I ever have a a failure or you know something that I haven't done as well honestly I think we're we're guilty of it I'm definitely guilty of it remembering things that I have failed at rather than things that I've been successful exactly yeah definitely so writing them down I think is a really good really good tip because then you have a mm. long list of your successes to kind mm. of go back on those days that you haven't done idea. so well in something everyone
0: talks about write down your goals yeah write down what you want to achieve and then look back on it and see if you've done them yeah which in itself is great it's a great thing to do to kind of keep on track with your progression but also don't forget what you've already done yeah and how far you've already come definitely and celebrate yourself for that i think that comes back to the to the one of the missions about um, applauding where important gains, celebrating women's exactly. achievements. Exactly. Which is really nice for International Women's Day this year yeah. to be focusing on that side of things. Definitely. We've mentioned briefly the gender pay gap this latest stats i could find was that although the gender pay gap is lower than the year before in the pr industry it's actually much higher than the uk average the pay disparity between female and male co- male colleagues is six thousand just over six thousand pounds and is obviously more pronounced at senior levels i think it's quite obvious that it's often due to the fact that there are fewer women in, in leadership roles but you mentioned already about women perhaps not feeling confident to talk about their pain yeah Yeah. what else do you think is contributing because
1: even at the same levels you're finding that gap and i think that so there was a book i read why women don't ask and that was that was for me that was a really interesting read because it was showing that even at grad level males were going into new jobs and negotiating their salary and Mm. women weren't really and that's some women were obviously but in terms of the percentage different there were a lot more there were a lot more males doing it than Mm. than females and if at that point males are doing that um and they are starting off with higher salaries then if you know every single pay review they're doing that over and over again Mm. by the time you get to senior level there's going to be a huge disparity in terms of pay so i think it's about I mean, we spoke about this, about having that confidence to have those conversations. And for me, it wasn't that, I don't think for me necessarily it was a confidence thing. It was just, I hadn't thought about it. I just really, it did not occur yeah. to me that I should be going in there and, and having those conversations and asking, you know, what my next salary was going to be and not asking what my next salary was going to be, but, you know, discussing it and mm. uh, making sure that we were both happy and um, making sure that my manager knew what I was expecting. And it just didn't occur to me. Mm. And so I think that the more we as women have these conversations, I think that is one step. Yeah. But I, I guess we, we've touched upon the other the other mm. some of the other reasons as well
0: um have, have conversations with men as well as women exactly if women you know naturally perhaps just d- it doesn't occur to them to have the conversation then talk to the men oh, yeah. how do yeah.
1: they do it <laughs> and another thing so i'm going to bring my husband back into this as well so another thing that he was doing with with some of his friends were was benchmarking and mm. i i always thought that having conversations about money was a bit crass
0: yeah, that, that's how i was with, raised yeah, as well my yeah. parents
1: you know never never talk about exactly pay or, or anything like that yeah. so yeah. but he used to have those with i guess with friends that were in the same industry as him yeah um he would understand what they were getting paid what they did that year mm. and so he could kind of benchmark himself and his achievements against that but also against the company and how well the company is yeah, done and that kind of thing you know size of the company exactly I put it into context but again it wasn't even i was never having those conversations with people in my own industry and mm. you know my friends or my peers or whatever so i think discussing that being open Mm. i I think is definitely a good thing obviously you know within the same organization sometimes it's quite difficult to have those conversations but outside i think
0: would definitely help and that also comes down to again to networking and you know often often people women in pr only perhaps know women in their own company or agency or or whatever it is and, and actually you know spread your horizons a bit and and talk to more women and you know everyone in the pr industry um definitely which it could it could be organizations such as women pr it could be kind of networking events at pr week or pr moment do prca whatever whatever it is that works for you to to have those discussions and maybe yeah maybe do be a bit bold and start you know being open about salary and things like that definitely that's really interesting actually don't again it's kind of something you don't really like to talk yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: You get uncomfortable thinking about talking you know, the idea of talking about pay, but I think yeah. definitely conversations that should be had.
0: Um uh, how do you think uh, starting a family affects the gender pay gap?
1: So I think it's that we were talking about this before, about planning. So I'm definitely guilty of this. So the idea of thinking I can't take on that project because I'm gonna have a baby yeah. or I can't move jobs for that bigger role because I'm going to have a baby Mm. I think that really holds us back and I think you just have to kind of keep on going until you're ready to drop that baby (laughs) and um yeah I mean as I said definitely guilty of it because you can't help but try and plan and you know think about yeah. oh actually if I if I just hold on make myself a little bit you know be in a comfortable role while I'm pregnant and I you know I have I have my kids then it would be better for me and whatever but I just think you have to kind of keep on pushing yeah. because it takes it might take a while for you to get pregnant it might take so a while for you, I mean it takes nine months for you to carry that baby mm-hmm. and then you're out for a little bit so if you have if you stop taking on opportunities, you know, a couple of years back, then you were a couple of years behind your male counterparts. So you Absolutely. have to kind of keep on pushing. I think
0: that the, the planning side of things is important to talk about because maternity leave comes into that. Yeah. And the affordability of having a child, yeah. even. I think that the government comes into play in this area as well because support for businesses to be able to offer maternity leave and uh, paternity leave... You know adoption, IVF. You know whatever it is that the, the employee chooses to do, it can be quite challenging for for businesses to to offer what they would like to offer. And so then you might find yourself in a situation where, well, if I want to have a family, I need to think about can I take that role or yeah. should I do I need to move to in order to get paternity leave that I can that I can actually afford to have a child on. That's, a, that's such a shame to to have to plan your career path based on what you can afford definitely to to do and you know it's really challenging for both men and women having children to have to come back to work so soon after having the baby because cost of living is 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 expensive right it it definitely is i think organizational
1: policies around that will help massively so Mm. i know that goldman sachs have have now parental leave so it's not maternity or paternity but they class males as the primary care as well, so you can take as you know you they have the same rights as the women do when it comes to having babies, and that's huge mm. because I think if, if the male is the breadwinner or you know he earns more within the organization, it could be quite difficult for them to kind of take that time off just because, as you say, affordability, it's really expensive to have a child. Yeah, yeah. So I think policies like that will kind of help push things forward definitely.
0: and having you know if the the men have the opportunity to, take the time off then the women feel better prepared for new challenges at work outside of having the child. Definitely. Even things like, I I did some some research into the statutory scheme for maternity leave and paternity leave and it's things like doctor's appointments, antenatal appointments and things like that. Men's rights are you know very limited versus the women so i think men can have two appointments versus women have five right Right. didn't know that but the 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 dad is also going to be a father and exactly wants to be involved in this process just as much as the women yeah most likely and uh the women would like to have that support and it's it's crazy (laughs) to me that you know if both parents are bringing a child into the world you know that that that's such a huge responsibility and it can have a hugely damaging effect on your progression in your career. Yeah. There are a lot of ingrained
1: social norms that I think mm. need to change mm. for us to truly be equal, I think. And and that the idea around having kids and the caring responsibility um, falls predominantly with the women, and the financial responsibility falls predominantly with the man. I think is still massively there, yeah. and that needs to. I mean, that way of thinking just needs to change. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It also affects a woman's attitude at work because they might feel like, oh well, they they're letting me have the afternoon off, so I won't ask about pay, or yeah. I won't ask about my next progression or or new responsibilities because. I'm there being nice to me by letting me have that little bit of flexibility. When actually you're putting, you're probably putting just as many hours in. You're you're putting much just as much value into the company, but they feel like oh well they're they're bending things a little bit for me. Therefore, I should just be thankful. Be thankful. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next step for? You know, International Women's Day is talking about what still needs to be done, how far we've come, but what do you think the future looks like for for women how do you think we're gonna get there
1: i guess we touched upon the whole societal norms and and how that needs to change and things like that but i think within organizations you've seen we've seen it already we've seen organizations move forward in the last few years in terms of diversity and inclusion policies and i've definitely seen that in the places that i've worked so the introduction of things like flexible working yeah has been huge Mm. uh, because it does mean that you can you can do it both you know you can oh, manage yeah. your child care and you can be at work and and that should be for both males and females and again in the organizations that I've worked in it ha- it has been focused on everyone which is great mm. other things like maternity and paternity leave so mm. per- that parental leave that I was talking about at Goldman Sachs I think that is huge so policies how can we update policies so that they they're supportive of both males and females Mm. because i think a lot of them by increasing maternity leave by a couple of months or you know for a woman that's great but how does it affect the fact that or has it taken to consideration the fact that you know maybe the the partner who was male also wants to be caregiver to their child you know Mm. so i think we have to kind of think about the family as a whole Mm. and not i think organizations need to think about the family as a whole and, and and make sure that they're not using those old societal norms as a way to kind of set their policies
0: i think i actually also think that you know gen z is starting their career as a generation you know this year last year perhaps even even earlier from those that maybe have come straight from from school but but really it's it's this year where we have a, a new wave of of women starting their careers and i do think that they they have new challenges but i also think that they will perhaps have a different attitude because they've grown up with the internet they have access to information and experiences that none of us have had which can be overwhelming but yeah. it does mean that they have it's like information overload which means that they've seen all of the campaigns that have been having that have been happening over the last few years. They understand better what the conversations are, what women should be striving for, what other women have been doing that perhaps, you know, previous generations didn't have that awareness. Yeah. So I actually think that the new generation of of staff is going to be expecting more and will have a different Definitely to, to work. Yeah, which bosses need to be definitely. considering,
1: and they will choose the organisations that to work with based on Absolutely. the policies that they have yeah. and their view on on these kind of things. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it, that's going to be huge. Definitely, which has never
0: been the case. Yeah, been, exactly. You no, know, it's always been a secondary. Oh, also, well, these are our benefits, or this yeah. is this is our maternity scheme, or you know, this is our you know salary approach. And actually, yeah, you're right. It will be a matter of which company is going to fit into my expectation and my lifestyle and the flexible working, and everything we've talked about I feel like this new generation are going to in a way push lead things the way on for which us. will be amazing yeah, definitely be amazing. I think that we've kind of done a lot of the the battling yeah and now they'll, they'll come forward as the new wave of okay well this is what we expect now yeah. so
1: No, definitely. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be really exciting, I think, to watch. And yeah, just as challenging. I still see on LinkedIn businesses talking about how to manage your millennial staff. (laughs) I love it. So there's something to be managed. (laughs) No, exactly. Well, millennials expect this, millennials expect that. Oh, goodness. Millennials have been in your uh, workforce probably for 15... A long time. Yes, a long time. If you don't know how to manage them yet... (laughs) well they're they are the managers now yeah often. exactly so, you know that's that's crazy to me that's that goes to show though how so many people in leadership roles are are kind of n- not ready for for gen z yeah. i don't think yeah because it's going to be a real shock if Push. they thought if they even thought millennials were a shock
1: <laughs> yeah oh completely completely yeah. i think you're going to see a wave of change which i think yeah, yeah would be would be massive
0: yeah it'd be really exciting yeah tell us how can people get involved in women in pr we
1: have a website which kind of gives membership details so any woman in pr can be a member we're also kind of talking about some of the Things that women in PR are responsible for, so they do a mentoring scheme. Mm. They have networking events, they have speaker lunches, and that kind of thing. So it's really, really great body of activities and events to kind of get involved in. So it's yeah. it's a fantastic organisation, and uh, I, I think there are a lot of really um, inspirational women um yeah, within brilliant. it. So
0: and you've been in the organisation for four years. So it's... um yeah.
1: So I've been on the committee since January, but I've yeah. been a member for about four years. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think I mean it's been great i've gone to, i've met so many great people through it and i've gone to so many great events it's definitely a membership that i would recommend Brilliant. <laughs> thank you so much no worries
0: thank you for listening we have a podcast once a month so please do subscribe and you'll find us on any good podcasting platforms and follow us on at roosterpr on social